0: This is a heavy headline and intrigue-laden political environment. We've seen seen one state government under great pressure with the arrest of its chief minister. We've seen another one change hands in a way with the chief minister going back to the BJP, to the alliance with the BJP. So in this heavy headline and intrigue-laden political environment, we run a real risk of missing out on three vital pointers. Let's go chronologically with all three. First, on the day of the consecration of the Ram temple at Ayodhya, many key handles of the Bharatiya Janata Party shared the original version of Ragupati Raghav Raja Ram, or what's called the Ramdhun. Composed by Maestro late Vishnu Digambar Paluskar. There is some debate over who actually wrote it, but it was we know that it was written in Tulsi Das's era, the original, that is in the 17th century, between a great Marathi poet Goswami Tulsidas. Then the Prime Minister, in his latest monkey bath, displayed on the screen the original first page and preamble of the constitution. That's without the words secular and socialist that Indira Gandhi added in her sixth year parliament in 1976. And finally, Nirmala Sitaraman, in her budget speech, introduced the idea of a committee to look at the quote unquote challenge of population growth. Each of these represents a key element of the BJP RSS thinking and helps us understand the politics of the Modi government. If you are curious why the Ramdhun is an issue, do note that the original, and I will share a link with you uh, with the description of this video, that the original being shared now does not have the second line we have all sung through. Three generations in India, and which we presume was part of the original, which is Ishwar Allah Teronam, sabko sanmati Dev Bhagwan, Ragupati Raghav Raja Ram, Patit Pavan Sita Ram, Ishwar Allah Teronam, sabko sanmati Dev Bhagwan, or translated loosely as Ishwar or Allah, you are the same God. Please bless everyone with wisdom. This line actually was a Gandhian modification or Gandhian editorial change to give the composition a secular flavor. The 17th century composition is secular flavor. On the day of the Pran Pratishtha, the BJP was reminding us which Ram Dhun in its view was secular and which pseudo-secular, you know what I am saying. The tune also made an appearance at the beating of retreat ceremony later this week with the military band playing it, the tune. This was an appearance after 2016. And you would wonder which words were being humped by the BJP's leading lights. The context of the original preamble is that the BJP is reminding you that the word secular is a latter-day insertion by an illegitimate Lok Sabha. Its term was extended in the emergency in 1976. So it was in Lok Sabha with an extended term in its sixth year. And that's why it sort of does not belong there, like that Ishwar allah line in the Ramdun. Population growth is another old RSS BGP concern. Never mind that Indian birth rates are already at replacement levels and declining. In fact, we face the risk right now. It's a challenge of declining and aging population by the time our per capita incomes are at around $3,500. Today, they are about $2,500. So by the time we get to $3,500, chances are that our population will be declining and aging. And this, while the Chinese find it crippling threat at the $12,500 per capita figure today, that their population has begun to decline and they think it is crippling their economy and they see it as a big threat. So the Chinese, in fact, are trying very hard to get their population growth to come back on. The issue, however, is that we can never argue with ideological beliefs. That is the issue. Now we come to harder politics. Over its decade in power, the Modi government has acquired a reputation of keeping everything close to its chest, of always succeeding in surprising the closest watchers of Indian politics, including those who claim to be its friends, those who are its friends or who claim to have the inside track on the BJP. None of them, for example, was able to see Foresee the coming of Yogi Adityanath as the Chief Minister of Uttar Pradesh. And there are many other things like that, demonetization, the, the changes in Kashmir, all of that happened all of a sudden, like big surprises. But is this government really so mysterious and inscrutable? Is there a key to breaking the code of this BJP's politics, a window to its mind? The key lies in understanding its ideological commitment. The key lies in understanding first its ideology and then its commitment to it and also accepting the fact that the BJP leaders almost unanimously remained totally committed to its ideology. Even someone like Vajpayee, who might have given the impression that he had grown beyond it hadn't. He was only responding to his political reality which is that he had a government without a majority. We have to be sober therefore by how cruel this Modisha and now Modi, Shah, nada approach has been, and I say cruel with a smile or, or maybe with a smirk. It's particularly cruel to the reputation of the dwindling tribe of senior political journalists like us. This particularly includes many claimants to inside knowledge and who were acknowledged to be and also see themselves as being close to the BJP. Nobody saw demonetization coming or the choice of Yogi Adityanath in Uttar Pradesh. The overnight changes in Jammu and Kashmir, passing of CAA, ban on triple talaq, crackdown on those seen as the radical left sympathizers whom the BJP calls urban naqsals and the latest choices for the three states' chief ministers that is Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan and Chhattisgarh. We might have been less surprised if we had paid more attention, a bit more attention to understanding the BJP RSS ideology. For Modi's critics, some of this comes from the abhorrence and contempt for that ideology. They are also seen as not particularly intellectually endowed. So why do you read about stuff that they are reading? The fact is, they are in power for a decade and instead of fading away, they keep getting stronger. There is therefore juice in that ideology and for enough voters... If India's rulers for a decade haven't read the literature that shaped the older, generally, congress-friendly, secular ideology, it isn't as if they haven't been read anything at all. They've read their contemporary scriptures. Many of them have read the ancient scriptures also, but the current ones have all read, or most of them have read their contemporary scriptures. From Hedgewar, Golwalkar, and Sabarkar to Upadhyay. The Modi government's economic moves, for example, would be less of a surprise if you had read two works by Dindyalupadhyay, Integral Humanism and The Two Plans, Promise, Performance and Prospects. You will then have a clearer understanding of why the Modi government ensures the delivery of so many benefits, especially free food grains and cash, directly to the poorest. If you are still daunted by reading entire books, please do Google Antyodaya. It is Dindya Lopadhyaya's idea of the state's first responsibility being to the last man standing, of ensuring nobody is left out. To that extent, it isn't so different from Gandhi's. Remember what Gandhi said, I will give you a talisman and so on and so forth and recall the face of the poorest and the weakest man standing. The other book, The Two Plans is Dindya Lopadhyaya's critique of Nehruvian planned economics. More specifically, it talks about the first and the second five-year plans It is just that when the book was published, nobody took the Jansang, BJP's original avatar and the RSS so seriously. But you've got to acknowledge that the RSS minds plugged on undaunted. Some of the latest emphasis on Atmanir Bharta, shepherding and patronizing Indian entrepreneurs in preference to foreigners or multinational corporations, helping them become Big and rich, protecting them from global competition, are all ideas you can see trickling down from here. Every sir, Chalak has spoken about these. The idea of one nation, one election, in fact, also total centralization, by the way, comes from Golvalkar. If you want to read more, you can check out Golvalkar Guruji. Org. The idea has been resurrected by his followers, in power now, in the 50th year of his death. He died in 1973. You can't ignore these texts however much you dislike the bjp RSS ideology. Unlike the texts of the left, left parties, they do not lean on the great global names of the 19th and 20th century political history that's Marx, Engels, Lenin, Mao and so on. Unlike Nehru's discovery of India for the Congress, these aren't so enjoyable to read as well. They are a bit dry and dour, but not complex readings. The RSS BGP gurus, by the way, are all Indian. Very few voters are familiar with them, unlike the writings of Nehru and Gandhi in our school textbooks. But that doesn't matter. The most important thing is people are voting for those following these texts. The coming generations of Indians will also be reading them. And you can be sure that the coming generations of Indians will also be reading these texts in their school textbooks now. Just as ours read Nehru and Gandhi. The essential difference between the BJP and the Congress governments of the past is the commitment to ideology. The Congress leadership had much greater flexibility. Ideology guided it their policies but never governed them. For the BJP it is different. Its commitment to ideology is almost fundamentalist. The changes in Kashmir, Muslim personal laws, building of the Ram temple and consecration under the prime ministers personal watch and a whole lot of the economic changes including import restraints and PLI incentives were all drawn from this ideology. The suspicion of trade, for example, all drawn from this ideology. If you delve deeper, even demonetization comes from this ideology. If we were reading their texts, we'd be less surprised. That's why go back to, listen to them or read again the three instances I listed earlier on. Going ahead, In the modi bjp read rss epoch we should expect a concerted quote-unquote cleaning up of what is seen as pseudo-secular contamination from the ramdhun to the preamble of the constitution and population growth read muslim population will be a focus area late professor stephen cohen was once asked why the cia failed to pick anything anything on the vajpayee government's Pokhran two tests he famously said The problem with the intelligence people is they never read anything that isn't marked classified. Like the BJP election manifesto, it wasn't marked classified so they never read it. If only they had read it, they would have known the tests will follow soon after the BJP government was sworn in. Apply the same test now to our understanding of the Modi government and the BJP now. Start reading their texts, none is marked classified.